December 8, 2021. It's the Watt for Pete Rose Show.
Watt for Pedro show. Happy Wednesday. Sore port side arm for the third whack, but it's weird. Start <laughs> off the show with two base hit. The alternate take, or an, an alternate take, I should say, not the. John Coltrane with Miles Davis. And then Brian Day with Seymour Glass. Still life with Shoe Phone. Don Adams ref. Bell uh, Brooks. Uh, who's that other cat? Henry. I don't know, but they uh, wrote, he wrote jokes. But Buck Henry, Buck Henry, that's okay. it. And you can tell people, maybe, because of those other sounds, I am not man alone. Because of them Estonian software engineers with their Skype invention, I got Brian Day with me. Welcome aboard, Brian. <laughs> Hi there. And we got to give big credit to Orhe Bachman, who's going to be on the show soon again, uh, for the Connect. Thank you, gracias, Orhe. When he writes me, it's always, hey, mister. <laughs> yeah, I love him, man. And uh, curious about your journey through music. So, Brian, please bring your earliest musical recollection. Uh, yeah, um, I guess the first the first thing I remember, well, so my dad was a musician, so he played in these kind of various rock bands in Minneapolis in the late 80s, or late 70s, excuse me. And uh, so I remember him playing music, but uh, I remember uh, the first tape I got was actually like the soundtrack for a really bad science fiction movie called Explorers. <laughs> and, uh, what what kind of music did you pop? I mean, what uh, he was he was playing just sort of blues rock kind of stuff. I'm no, you I know, mean I, the instrument, his voice. His oh, feet. he was a, he was a guitarist. Okay, a guitarist, <laughs> mm-hmm. a six mm-hmm. stringer. Okay, so then there's probably so, guitars a bit hanging, more. There's probably guitars <laughs> hanging around in the pad. That exactly. Did you jump so, on any of those? Uh, you know, I I kind of got into you know doing the kind of stuff I do now from grabbing his instruments, but I had no idea how to play and I had no interest in learning how to play. So I just kind of like uh, started messing around with the stuff he had and trying to get sounds out of them. I, I, I mean, I kind of got interested in the sort of experimental home taper, you know, music scene in the mid nineties and, and realized that I could, uh, if I had a release, a lot of labels were willing to trade music. So I was like, oh, cool. I can, if I can come up with an album or, a, or some kind of release, I can, I can have some way of paying for, uh, for, a, for various tapes that I was interested in. And we lived in, uh, we lived in rural Iowa at that time. So there really wasn't any music around anywhere that I, uh, anywhere I lived. So trading what? tapes was really the, the thing that got me into this whole thing. Well, what about your first gig? Was it your pop? One of your pop shows? Uh, my first gig was in what, Minneapolis. Witness, not, uh, oh, witnessed. Yeah. yeah, I think the first. I'm trying to remember. You know, one of the first shows I saw was probably uh, something in Minneapolis. It, it, you know, we went to a number of shows when I was younger, but I I really don't think I saw any of my pops gigs <laughs> okay okay and it seems like he didn't have a notion like i'm gonna have a guitar son right nothing like that okay. not at all what about school were you in the choir the marching band or shit like that uh it was more like visual art stuff you know i was okay. like into sculpture and painting and and installation kinds of things when i was a teenager did you ever and, think uh, about I, sounds I think... to go with those things yeah, I think that kind of evolved into making sounds, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of like a, a combination of the fact that I had all these instruments around and that 
you know, there was limited money and, and what could I do with what I had at hand while living in rural Iowa? You were also using the tape recorder as an instrument. Yeah, totally. Uh, I mean, it was kind of like, you know, very crude multi-tracking using a couple of boom boxes. Um, yeah, totally. And, uh, was there dudes at school, like after school, not not there graduated, were, but afternoon that you guys like put together a kind of jams? You know, it was completely uh, outside of the realm of where I lived at the time. It was all kind of like through people I had met via, you know, uh, the early Internet and mailing tapes around. So nothing really happened locally until I started playing in uh, Minneapolis in the late 90s. Okay, you were saying earlier your first gig was in Minneapolis. Yeah, yeah, totally. And what was that uh, first gig like? Um, there was a there was a series uh, at this place called Gus Lucky's, um, which was a an art gallery in uh, on Lake Street, in Minneapolis, and I had emailed uh, Emil Hagstrom from Cocky SP, which is like a noise band from Minneapolis, and. And he was friends with a guy I started recording with in rural, like not in rural Iowa, in Des Moines, Iowa, very, you know, recently at that time. Um, And so I was introduced to him and he told me about this series and I started playing it. I think I went up there every every month to play and to play or at least watch the shows at this Gus Lucky's place. Uh, A guy named Paul Atkin was the the guy who set up this series. Um, right up a, uh, I-35, straight north. Yeah, exactly. And Des Moines so, is the big town for Iowa, and it's smack in the middle of the state. Yep, right in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. What and was it didn't really... Dirty Mary's? I used to play a pad there. Yeah, Harry Mary's, Harry I think. Harry Mary's, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that place existed when I was in high school, and I think it closed in the late... 90s maybe i could be wrong but i, I think it made a comeback I, for a little bit or something but yeah it was oh, downtown really? hmm. it had old tin roof you know those overheads with our little designs and yeah tin tiles. yeah yeah i remember one time i mean this is going way back uh i had a tooth and the guy running the place and his buddy hey we know how to fix that you know they get a motrin and with a pencil and with the eraser side they shove this thing into the fucking tooth hole <laughs> I still had to go to Dennis in the morning and wow. there in Des Moines and yank it out. Sir, are you in pain? You know, I guess he, there was a liability thing he had to ask me. Are you in great pain? Because <laughs> you just don't yank teeth out of you. Right. Maybe it was just his personal stuff. I said, yeah, I am in great pain. And I would like this tooth yanked out. Okay. It was literally like both feet on my chest and the fucking pliers in the mouth. <laughs> But felt, in fact, that the night before, you know, that gig, Harry Mary's, I would go into the boat. You know, I thought we had a couple of weeks left of the tour. I'm going to I'm going to be able to man this up. Right. So I would go <laughs> into the boat and just grab the steering wheel, you know, with the windows rolled up and scream, you know, to let the fucking paint out with Georgie. Mm-hmm. Drummer, man. Yeah, he was in there conked. I didn't know. So I just go in there and holler. And he thought it was. Yeah. Gave him a heart attack. <laughs> Sorry, anyway, back to your story about this gig. So, so yeah, so up in Minneapolis, uh, played a few times. Uh, like I've started. No, I want building to know more in... about that first one. What, what was it? Because it's the first. You only do your first one once, right? 
Right, right. So the first gig, uh, I had made some, like, my setup was a few things. Like, I actually had dismantled my dad's bass guitar, uh, which he was not happy with. And because uh, he had a, he had a, I, I forget what kind of uh, guitars he had. He had like a Melody Maker guitar, I think. Or no, he had a Gibson uh, Marauder and a, I forget what his bass was. It wasn't a, it was like a P bass clone of some sort. Okay. And, uh, and I had taken that apart because <laughs> I don't know why. Because I could. I, you know the, the old aphorism about why does a dog lick his balls? because he can now did you have a table there and this shit was set up on a table i think it was all on the floor i remember yeah i remember uh having an amplifier some instruments that i had taken apart and reassembled like i had some like metal canisters that i had purchased from a thrift store and i had made some kind of rudimentary metal and string kinds of instruments that i was playing on the floor making a lot of noise rolling up against the wall (laughs) <laughs> if I remember Whoa, correctly. Physically rolling around like, like, yeah, yeah. like the worm. And, uh, you were doing the worm. Kind of the worm. I remember there were a bunch of like <laughs> sort of like the gallery had a bunch of like porcelain face like faces or mouths or something on the walls. And I remember like the the guy who set up the show looking at me like, no, don't like knock any of that shit off the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I think those like at Mardi Gras, those masks. Buckethead <laughs> yeah. wears one. I remember someone, <laughs> we played a gig, Perk and Nels, myself, Banyan, at the Troubadour. And mm-hmm. he was with, uh, fuck, I, maybe Bill Aswell or something. But anyway, somehow mm-hmm. the mask got off and he freaked out. He pulled out his nunchucks and the little fucking Kentucky Fried Chicken purse backpack he was wearing and just whooping on his amp and stuff it was it was bizarre you know you gave me this uh shelf life georgie had a word because you know above the equipment in the boat right you build mm-hmm. structures so shit don't kill you you know right comes forward what well, also doubled as conch space for georgie and he called it the shelf and he called it shelf life so this <laughs> special uh brian special meaning for me thank
the football team with a bright future ahead of him. He was popular in school, a catch for the ladies and the envy of the guys. He did pretty good when it was time to hit the books, but he was fast out there on that field with those overhead lights shining so brightly upon him as he ran the football into the goal. Touchdown. The game had been won. They were going to stay cue up the marching band and shake the pom-poms. They did it. Well, they didn't win state, but at least they placed. After school, he got a job as a butcher at the local market, chopping the meat, slicing the cows into steak, grinding those cattle into hamburger, cutting those pigs into chops, grinding their bodies into sausage for the breakfast, lunch, and dinner of the local townspeople. It was decent work. happen just like that. He's not as fast as he used to be, and that knee is still bothering him. His stomach sticks out a little. No big whoop. We all age 20 years. It was hot out that day. He stops into the bar for a beer after work. She was a cheerleader, also both popular and well-liked. She glowed with the beauty of youth, with a bright future ahead of her. She did okay in school, but she couldn't afford college. Twenty years later, and on the week of the dissolution of her second marriage, she found herself at the very same drinking establishment. Their eyes meet from across the bar. They recognize each other after all these years. They share stories and drinks. Twenty years ago suddenly seems like yesterday. They were never close back then. But they are both happy to have a connection. A connection back to the glory days. To no longer be alone in the world. They leave together and make out in a car. Their passion for each other running wild. With their drunken hands groping at each other's bodies in the summer heat. They lose themselves to lust and return to the glory that awaits them.
Jesus.
Life for Pedro Show, that chunk of music started off with Shelf Life, the parallel universe, very real thing for Mr. George Hurley, touring with Minutemen, Pyros. And I don't know how to say this song title, but so it's like Polish, right? All consonants. <laughs> oh, old Hebrew. So to, so tuck, wordic. Maybe. And then brand new from Ava Mendoza. She's got a new album. This is so yeah. Good. Yeah, she had a. Some cats write her music for her to play solo guitar on it. Trevor Dunn mm. uh, did one, and uh, I played last episode. No, no, I'm going to play. Yeah, because it's got to be Sunday. And then uh, the bass man, uh, Devin Hoff. Mm. Maybe some other cats, too. Uh, Hack Picciato. Picciato. Get it right, what? Uh, they got a brand new album. This is Kerchain. R.I.P. Florence, or maybe it's Rip Florence. I hope you have a nice day. Uh, it's an album of tribute to, uh, what do you call them, uh, that band? Television personalities, England. Mm. Yeah, Part-time punks, I remember that was a big song. And I know where That's Sid Barrett song. lives. <laughs> yeah. Remember that song? Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, brand new, from Iowa. Okay, this is Iowa City. And I think uh, Bob Buckle Jr., he's debut, but uh, oh, yeah, Lock I, One. Yeah, I, yeah I've, I've been collaborating with him. And this is their collaration in a tune called Glory Days. Man, awesome. these guys are prolific. And, and Sam yeah, Lock I know, Ward I know also. Both of them. Yeah, also with the comic books and shit. I mean, this this guy is artistic expression personified. <laughs> Sam Lock Ward. And then Bad Jazz, finally. Awesome. Quinto Line. So continue on. So that that gig was a success. The the, the porcelain mass didn't get wrecked, and uh, you still got to do the worm and all that shit. You got the bass back together again for your pop? Uh no. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I it turned into something. I don't think he found out until years later. Okay. Because <laughs> that was in storage. Okay. Uh, yeah. So from Marches there. Parts. Yeah. From there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, from there, let's see. I, uh, so I ended up playing a lot of shows in Minneapolis. The, the guy who set up the series had this group called Unconditional Loathing, and we did a lot of kind of noise shows and weird, weird rock stuff would play there every now and then. It just came um, to me. The last time I played Harry Mary, the, mm -hmm. other, the other band was Fetal Pig. You know them? Fetal Pig sounds familiar, but no, I don't know them. Kind of a heavy, uh, hard rock. Mm, yeah, mm. yeah. Okay. Okay. So, you know, when the memory comes, I got to blur it out because it's gone or it'll be gone forever. So, I'm starting <laughs> to remember these cats. They made also a compilation of friends of theirs and stuff, and I wrote them a song for it and performed it. And I remember the chorus had something about Iowa, Iowa, Iowa. <laughs> so it was like a tribute to your, your state. But a lot of you're not doing Iowa gigs. They're all in Minneapolis. Because that's yeah. The there wasn't is, really. Right? There was. There was. So Des Moines really had very little going on other than like a sort of there was a metal scene and harry mary's was like the metal club uh for the most part yeah um and then iowa city had most of the like had the biggest scene in iowa and still kind of does because university uh, probably blackhawks yeah yeah so, yeah, that's yeah. hawkeye yeah and uh, but Minneapolis had a kind you of know, a large same colors as Pedro High, black and yellow, right? And then <laughs> yeah, these assholes so. have bum rushed this this color scheme. Yeah, 
<laughs> Fuck, I was going to, we are starting the Marinaio album. I was going to use, uh. yeah, because Pedro, they came to Pedro from Italy, you know, to record with me. So I thought, hey, even our theme song's <laughs> called The Black and Gold, right? We're talking yeah. 45 years ago, you know, from a long time ago. But anyway, <laughs> it just shows you how, shows to go you how things can just change like that. Right, right. Okay, so, but you're also so, doing the thing with the male. Now, do, were you in contact with Al Margolis? Didn't he have the big cassette Oh, yeah, I was, in, I, was in, yeah. I got in touch with Al Margolis a bit later, but yeah, Sound of Pig music and, and Pogus oh, production. Pod, yeah, in the 90s, he, he switches to CDs, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I was in touch with him. Yeah, definitely kind of that scene uh, throughout, you know, throughout the next decade or so. Um, so I, yeah, played in Minneapolis a bunch of times and then ended up moving to Omaha because, uh, because there was, uh, there were a lot of people that were doing weird music there and it's super cheap to live in Omaha, like way cheaper than Minneapolis. And there was actually a music scene there and art scene there. Uh, so I, so the shelf life, which you, uh, which you're playing, um, that, uh, yeah, that start, that was a Nebraska group that I started uh, a few years after moving there. A um, bunch of people who played in different scenes, uh, both in Omaha and Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, and it was like, it, it kind of ran for about four or five years. And we actually started working on a new album uh, earlier this year. Like I got in touch with all the people, they've all moved all over the place and, and we are starting to work on some new material right now. So actually one of the guys in, in shelf life lives in Iowa city now. So. Whoa. And how big was this band? <laughs> how many members? Oh, geez. Like four or five kind of regular members. Uh, yeah. And so Nebraska, between, between Shelf Nebraska, Life and that first gig you did in Minneapolis, what was happening with you? Oh, Shelf Life? Well, Shelf, shelf Life first, doesn't happen until Omaha, right? Yeah, yeah. Minneapolis was a solo gig. And uh, yeah, so Shelf Life happened after moving to Omaha. So when you were in Minneapolis, you never had a band. It was always band. Yeah, it was, all, it was all solo stuff or duos that were kind of set up by the organizer of the of the music series i played there uh there's a guy uh, there's another another series that i'd sometimes play that a guy named matt saint germain ha, uh organized and he was kind of like did a lot of the kind of like noisy rock stuff in in minneapolis at that time like the experimental noise rock who, who did my gigs in omaha at the ranch bowl john wolf i think yeah ranch bowl mm -hmm. and his john wolf cellophane he had a band, um, this is years and years ago, and I, I think the Ranch Bulls tore down. Yeah, it's it's no longer. Uh, I it, should be laughing, was... but there a lot of gigs there. People, it was a big it was like bowling a alley. Yeah. yeah, and they had this room on the side. For a while, they had a radio station. Right, yeah, it right. It was trippy. It was really trippy. But, you know, the routing, if you do U.S. tours, you're going to play mm -hmm. Omaha a lot. Yeah. People say, why are you always playing Salt and, Lake City? I say, look at a map. <laughs> yeah, Highway 80, man. It's like I between Chicago know. and, and D Boone Ch also Chicago has a special connect because D Boone's pop was from Nebraska. Oh, really? Wow. I did oh. some Wichita. What was it? Knickerbockers? They had a big, giant wooden guitar on the bulkhead. Uh, yeah, there was, a, there was one, Wichita or Lincoln? Lincoln had ah, a place Ah, that's called, it. That's it, Lincoln. Lincoln had a place called Knickerbockers. I think that's it still it. exists. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was kind of like... The on the prairie, right? It's the capital. It's got the big school, big red or some shit. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> now, like I told you, the memory, right? I, that's why I kind of blurred them out because, man, it's just yeah. forget. Yeah, I played at Knickerbockers a few times. It was kind of like a, a place to play. It was, uh, I don't know if it still exists. It's been, a, been about a decade since I lived down there, but yeah. or up there or whatever. But, but yeah, it's definitely, uh, it was definitely and, and a place. Bad jazz? Bad jazz, yeah. So bad jazz is a... It was one of the first groups I started when I moved to the, the San Francisco area. Um, it was uh, Tanya Chen, who's a Australian British uh, pianist who liked to play do stuff with like broken toys, and then uh, Ben Solomon, who was a, a Mills College guy who oh, built wow. instruments like percussion instruments and stuff like I think that. They saved that school. Somebody stepped up. Look, yeah, we're I at think... the end. We're going to have to continue with this because we're at the end of the first hour of the December 8, 2021 edition of Wap Pedro Show. Special guest Brian Day. Hold tight for hour two. <laughs> December 8, 2021. It's the second hour Wap for Pedro Show.
for Pedro Show. We start off the second hour. Part four, Collision Stories. Probably the worst band name ever, Babes New York City. <laughs> no, not, not not Collision Stories, but Babes New York City. I, I like their songs, but man, I don't like that band name. I mean, New York Dolls, but not Babes New York City. Okay, all the bad things. And then brand new from Mama Leek, Siri Won't Die No More. Whoa. A naturalist with, with the E, so stuff, maybe. It's just uh, air conditioner and lightness to you, these projects here. You got collision stories and naturalist. So, nat- yeah, uh, naturalist. Uh, oh, was it's naturalist. Be- Fuck, okay. Yeah, yeah. Naturalist was a group that was founded in Omaha like a year or two before I moved there, but uh, by a guy named Lonnie Methy. And, uh, yeah, I, after moving to Omaha, that was kind of like the first project that I was part of. Um, and the, what you're, the, it's a new album. It's something we recorded in, in Shanghai, uh, okay. because one of the members of naturalists ended up moving to China. Yeah. Um, but, but that project was the, uh, pr- the first thing I, the first project I had when I was in Nebraska. So probably the first project i was really part of even before shelf life okay um uh and everyone ended up moving out of the city except for lonnie who still lives in omaha but the rest are in like one guy lives in uh pittsburgh and the other lives in shanghai and i live in the san francisco area so yeah but uh, that's with the, you know we can use the internet for more than just spreading bullshit and lies we can also like, <laughs> collaborate Exactly. You know, which was so harder some, to do in the older days, right? You were mailing each other cassette tapes and shit, right? Yeah, exactly. So we ended up, uh, so we ended up recording some of that in Shanghai. Uh, some of us went on a trip to uh, Lonnie. Uh, Lonnie and I went to uh, Shanghai in ni- uh, in 2019 to to play some play a show and do some recording, and and so we started the project there and then finished like doing some multi-track recording via internet uh over the next uh six months year something like that so so that's what that project is um and then collision stories it's coming out soon right yeah collision stories we have two albums i think i sent you uh one from the first album so we started around seven years ago six years ago um it's michael gentro and jorge bachman and mason jones and they are people I, I knew before moving to the city for the most part, but, uh, you know, I, I just wanted to have some kind of project when I moved here. So it's probably the first people I, I contacted to, to do some recording and we started that project then. And, uh, and that's off our first album, the, the song you're playing. And we just finished a new one right before the, uh, COVID shutdown. Um, and that album is out like just came out right now uh like a couple days ago now when we're in the timeline you're talking about the city and stuff when you move there bad jazz is it before or after around the same time it's a little bit after yeah so bad jazz both of these i cut you off can you continue with the bad jazz spiel yeah bad jazz started around 2014 i believe um and i think collision stories started the same time and i moved to the bay area around 20 the beginning of 2013. Um, so, so yeah, bad jazz, uh, Tanya Chen, Ben Saul and myself doing like sort of improvised music using toys and broken electronic stuff. And, uh, 
and we yeah we toured i think three times east coast twice in the west coast um tanya lives in new york now and ben lives in uh i think rural new hampshire now uh his he i think he's running a uh ukulele shop yeah well a lot of new hampshire's rural (laughs) (laughs) yeah totally (laughs) and uh intense it's almost like a mirror image of vermont the way they work that right (laughs) ain't that trippy um east bay uh brutal sound effects crew yeah you're aware okay yeah that yeah so because i think some of these connects i think the orhe bachman connect was uh through uh, them. Yeah, through like Grux and... I don't and... want that mentioned. Oh, okay. <laughs> he said brutal sound effects crew. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Can't unring the bell. <laughs> like That's what the judge told the jury, right? Oh, <laughs> man. Look, you gave I me this... I was not uh, informed. <laughs> I, look, I didn't know either until, you know... You know yeah, well, anyway. Sorry. Uh, brutal sound effects crew. Member, brutal sound effects member, crew. Right. It's not even the crew. It's the, a member of the crew. Yeah, anyway, he, I know that cat going back when he was a kid. He'd come to Minuteman shows. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Had a little fancy shit. Look, you gave me this uh, uh, project and you had another one. Euphotic. I want to play with the hard yeah. title. Okay, here. Oh, <laughs> 
Yeah. Make a motivated, never winner, ever so I'm a winner, I feel shit with the flow This is Yama baby, Yama messes with the dough See me on TV, if you miss us at the show Spirit so delicious, if you just you gotta go Hey, take it, take it, make me see fake it, fake it Squeezy my happy, happy, sing Yaro, so later, later, Nico Ever ready to answer your January Necessita, Marambella, and the meme, I'm necessary I'm a business, well, when the wetness
Not for Pedro. Show that chunk of music. Euphotic? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Euphotic. Yeah. Fuck. I don't want to screw up mispronounced also. <laughs> but this title. Okay. <laughs> it's like, it reminds me of the, uh, what the fuck are they called? Um, Rubber O Cement. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Their titles with uh, <laughs> the, uh, Twig, who's in Baltimore now. Right. Okay, Twig been on the show, yeah. Histio Toy. Toithis Bonelli, maybe. <laughs> and then uh, Cedric Noel, Hang Time. There's a bunch of stuff from Joyful Noise. Don't don't, uh, don't you blank it when that happens. Mike Adams in the Honest Weight. Uh, Juice, this is from uh, Brother Shige, Berlin. He went to Uganda and uh, collabed with some electronic guys there. Scotch Rolex fe featured MC Yala. Nice. And then finally, Pater with Hairspray. So enlighten cool. us to Euphotic and Pater. Please. Yeah, so so Euphotic started uh, probably about six years ago. Uh, it's Tom Dill, who I think you had on the show. That's right. Interesting. Uh, Cheryl yeah. Leonard. Who trumpet? Did he do trumpet? Yeah, trumpet and electronics. Been kind of a you know, big player in the Bay Area scene for a long time. Cheryl, uh, Cheryl Leonard, she builds instruments that are like animal bones and stones and, and has done performances with like performing icicles and things like that. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, actually we just played in Joshua tree or just outside of Joshua tree, like two weeks ago, uh, this desert 90 miles from Pedro. Yeah. Desert soundings festival, uh, kind of experimental music festival in, like, I think, Wonder Valley area. Um, so, yeah. What do I know? I know Pioneer Town. Uh, what's <laughs> no, Hollywood built this town and only used it, you know, because it got tired. It was in every fucking movie. They weren't thinking. And then Vikings yeah. took it over. And then this Peppy and Harriet Club. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I played there. And some, But I've got some friends who, you know, a lot of musicians moved out to Joshua Tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but a little too... Uh, the Scorpion thing. I I recorded a couple of years at uh, Casa de La Ran Luna, Rancho hmm. de La Luna. Yeah, Dave Catchett, uh, hmm. Memphis guy. Um, anyway, uh, Peter. Yeah, Peter is me and Victor Victoria Shen or Yvette Oh, Shen. she's been on the uh, show. Yeah. In fact, I just shared the stage with my missing man and her in uh, Denton, Texas, at the Unhinged Festival. Oh, awesome! She had yeah. she had styluses on starboard hand for the thing for the nails had styluses glued on there. Yeah, turntable styluses. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which you use on record player, right? And then she had these records that were all melted together, and you know, <laughs> just playing. You know, as we were doing Stooges Funhouse, it was the most trip. That's awesome. But yeah, was, we played a show together like a month ago, two months ago, something like that. Uh, she had an art opening in San Francisco at a little, uh, cloaca gallery place. Um, yeah, she's awesome. I met her a few years ago online cause both of us kind of build our own instruments and have she, kind of, yeah, a, you know, she worked in a synthesizer company and that's, that's yeah. how she found out how to make this shit. Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> yeah, so she, she recently moved back to the Bay area. She was living in the Boston area sure. for a long time. Teach so, uh. I, I was doing like a series of like art shows for people who build instruments. And I kind of 
she was someone who I had just heard about like a couple of years ago and I got in touch with her about that. And, you know, since then we've been, you know, and now, this goes back to like, it's not just electronic, right? It's the Harry Parch thing. Yeah. Yeah, totally. You know, you so got sounds, of, you got, you want to compose pieces that have sounds that no other stuff has. So you got to make it. Right. Exactly. So yeah, that's kind of the world I'm living in, you know, building instruments and trying to find some new thing. You know? Yeah. 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 Or repurpose. Yeah, exactly. And we're at the end of the second hour, December 8, 2021. Dish Watt Peter Show special guest, Brian Day. Hold tight, hour three. <laughs> December 8, 2021. It's the third hour of the Watt Pedro Show.
dear brothers and sisters, dear enemies and friends, why are we all so alone here? All we need is a little more hope, a little more joy. All we need is a little more light, a little less weight, a little more freedom. If we were an army, and if we believed that we were an army, and we believed, but everyone was scared, like little lost children in their grown-up clothes and poses. So we ended up alone here, floating through long wasted days of great tribulations, while everything felt wrong. Good words, strong words, words that could move mountains, words that no one ever said. We were all waiting to hear those words, and no one ever said them. And the tactics never hatched, and the plans were never mapped, and we all learned not to believe. And strange, lonesome monsters loafed through the hills, wondering why. And it is best to never, ever, 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 ever wonder why. So tangle, oh tangles up in bright red ribbons. Let's have a parade. It's been so long since we had a parade. So let's have a parade. Let's invite all our friends and all our friends' friends. Let's promenade down the boulevards with terrific pride and light in our eyes. Twelve feet tall and staggering, sick with joy, with the angel fair and light in our eyes. Brothers and sisters, hope still waits in the wings. Bitter spinster, patient, lonely, shivering, waiting to build her glorious fires. Because of our plans, men, all our beautiful, ridiculous plans, let's launch them like green ink jet planes. Let's crush all our other planes into the river. Let's build strange and living machines. This Jericho. Thank you.
For Pedro Show, start off a little wide head, a little pontificate a little off the air there with my guest. Sorry, Brian. <laughs> yeah, the fucking soapbox walk. We started hour three off with Automobile, Department 52. And then, here's a band name the Silver Mountain Zion Memorial Orchestra and Tra La La Band, <laughs> right? Out of Montreal. Good catch. Right. Uh, Godspeed, you black camper uh, personnel a lot of Yeah. Built then Burt, hurrah, hurrah. Thomas Prendon, Sugui, Segway to Joy, Sugui. I, I used to say that as a kid. I was such a fucking idiot. Just like <laughs> I thought Jimmy Joyce's first book was dub liners. But Raymond <laughs> said, no, it's, man, it's, dudes are from Dublin. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, fucking idiot. <laughs> and then finally, Bob Marsh and Brian Day with Crease Agendas. I had. Bob Marsh on the show, man, and he was beautiful. Oh, yeah. gentleman, and his, he came up with the idea of jump from the pole. Like, I, <laughs> you know what I mean? A lot, okay, because of the COVID-19 and stuff, yeah, a lot of trading files. But I've been trying to do, like, that, that file is the first time I hear it, I play to it. Like, they were in the room with me. I made awesome. a couple uh, albums with people, I mean, hardly met, uh, but just did it that way, you know, try to be improvised. Jack Wright, right, with the free music, he's been on the show. Yeah. Uh, in fact, he's so pure. This three-layer cake project with um, Brandon Seabrook and Mike Pride, mm. he wouldn't be part of it because, I, look, you're not in the same room with me. You know? <laughs> so, but I understand that. So, please, um, I think Bob was uh, called me from Pueblo, Colorado. Yeah, so Bob, Bob used to live here in the Bay Area. Yeah, we were yeah. Yeah, we were roommates. He talked for, about uh, that fucking piano, right? That bitchin' piano he moved around and stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> His story was amazing. If you, you know, all the shows are archived, so you go back to uh, com. you can uh, listen to Bob Marsh. Beautiful, inspiring man. Yeah, I guess yeah, he makes totally. music out of anything. 
Everything. Right, yeah. He has this chair he puts over his head that he calls the cello. That's like a cello chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he's amazing. And how'd uh, you meet him? Uh, I met him. So I have oh, been you running were roommates a, with him. <laughs> yeah, well, I I knew him before that. Uh, oh, okay. We were kind of a, uh, you know, I so so I've been running a record label since the late late nineties, and he was one of the first kind of like free improv folks that kind of got on the label. It was mostly kind of like weird noise stuff at first, and so Bob and actually Bob and Jack, um, and actually. Uh, Automobile is related in a way because uh, the guy in that group introduced me to Bob Marsh, uh, a guy named John Fretheim, who was uh, another Midwesterner who was doing like weird music at the time. And we had a couple one-off collaborations, which was Automobile. And he Tom introduced Dill, me to Bob. Was, uh, Tom Dill, I think, was originally Midwest too, or, or Plains. Oh, oh Bob? Uh, no, yeah, Tom Bob? Dill, Tom Dill. Oh, Tom Dill. Yeah, he's from Indiana, That's and right. then he, Indiana, and uh, and then Taos, New Mexico. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Really and interesting. Bob, you know, Sly yeah. Stone says it's not where you're from; it's where you're at. <laughs> he was so <laughs> fucking right. Totally. Because you don't pick where you're from, right? But you can kind of maybe pick where you're at. Yeah, totally. So automobile came together with a connect with Bob Marsh. Uh, the other way around. Oh, so sorry. Bob Marsh came together because. Uh, John Fretheim in automobile moved to Minneapolis. This was kind of before I was even like that in contact with people in Minneapolis. I was just playing a few shows, but my friend in Iowa that I met through a summer job uh, and I were starting to do a little recording every now and then. And then he moved to Minneapolis and got kind of connected with the free improv scene up there and met Jack Wright and met Bob Marsh through that whole thing. And uh, yeah, crazy thing. And then he moved, he ended up moving to California for a year or so and then moved to, uh, moved to Jack Wright's place in, uh, you know, the house that he, uh, the, the, uh, spring garden house. I don't know if you talked about that much, but yeah, he has like a, yeah. So he moved to the spring garden house for a little bit and then now he lives in, he's like, uh, does some kind of computer stuff in, in Wisconsin, but but yeah, John introduced me to Bob, and like when I was trying to find a place to move outside of the Midwest because I was just kind of sick and tired of living there, uh, Bob said I could live at his place for a while. So I ended up moving when I moved to California like eight or nine years ago. Uh, I moved in with Bob and lived there for a couple of years, and uh, yeah, it's amazing. It really, is. A, you know, they, people ask me about the old days. I said the old days was a lot about people. I think the new days are a lot Yeah, totally. As always, right? Look, you gave me uh, yet another barrage collab. This is Quarter Merchants from Seated Plain and Hal uh, Ramel. Ah, uh, nice.
for Pedro. Last music for this edition. Started off with Corner Merchants. Well, that's the name of the title, What The progeny, Seated Plain. And that's like, uh, not fancy, but plain. <laughs> you can't fly at people. And Hal, Ramel, Rammel? Hal Rammel, yeah. yeah. Hal Rammel, okay. And then after that, we had the Klan Quartet, Scotty Irvin, with Live at Peaked Signals, October... 1919 finally Eloin Eloin yeah Eloin Eloin my... okay yeah With breathing machines and lightness back yeah so uh seated plane was a project I started with uh, another guy who surprisingly builds instruments uh out of Nebraska named Jay Kramer and like a few years after moving there I I started a music series and a friend of mine from Minneapolis had moved down to Nebraska and had started some project in Lincoln. This is when I lived in Omaha. And he said, Hey, can I have my new project play at your, your series? And I was like, sure. And show started. And I, and the guy, one of the members had like all these instruments that kind of looked like the things I was building. I was like, Holy shit. <laughs> you know, how does this, uh, parallel how do universe, I not, right? Yeah. How do I not know who you are? And I've lived here for like a three years or whatever. And so we started playing together very regularly, went on, went on tour of Europe, bunch of tours of the U S and, uh, still get together every now and then, like do some online recordings. He has some friends here in the Bay area. So we record whenever he comes to town and he's, uh, he's going to India next year. And I invited me to go along with and do some like, uh, instrument building for this Fulbright project that he, he, he got a, a fellowship for. So, uh, excited to hear more about that thing, uh, yeah, this project when it comes up, but yeah. And that's the other project? Yeah, the other project is a solo. When I stopped doing really loud, improvised stuff and started to do more like, you know, field recordings and quieter yeah. stuff, I changed the name. Uh, and no meaning behind the name, but it's, yeah, just a multi-track, uh, like, you know, solo recordings using my homemade instruments and then just like found objects and machines and field recordings and stuff. And, and yeah, that project Again, using kind of, a tape recorder or, or a recording device as an instrument. Yeah. 
Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Just like a cameraman, right? That's what you're doing, capturing yeah. light, right? Right, right. Like, I have you know, an old... You know what I, I have mean? An old... What, what, what if you had a thing that just blasted strobe light, right? You know, no, it captures <laughs> right. light. And then, same with the recorder, you know? It's a, it can be very, very musical. In a... where, look, do you still got the label going? Yeah, I still, I still where, have the label going. Where can people find it on the internet? It's uh, publiceyesore.com is the label. Um, next release is actually, you mentioned Zev earlier. We have this illusion of safety Zev, uh, LP. I love that's that like, guy, man. And Blake Edwards took care of him in his last year. That was beautiful. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's coming out along with, you know, it's a co-release with a bunch of other labels. And, uh, uh, next year I, like, I just put out a bunch of stuff right now. There's a, there's a solo album by a group called Ipsmail out of Southern Germany. And then there's like this free improv, like group out of, uh, Oaxaca, Mexico, uh, called Orasik. Ah, and, uh, this, uh, I don't know if you, this stuff. Yeah. There's a guy. Out the of, yeah. Another guy, uh, uh, out of DC named Jeff Sirak. I don't know if you've ever heard of him heard of him he ran this zero moon records and i've just put out a solo album of his uh, a group as well. that i really like from dc right now is a model home oh yeah this guy uh right mm -hmm. pat he's actually from buffalo and uh nappy or some singer rapper and a really good band also bombas prentice from that area well look yeah. I, i'd love to hear what you bring out of india with uh hal okay so yeah, yeah. Maybe when you get that yeah, together, yeah. can you guys come back on the show, uh, or you yeah, come totally. back on the show with him, and we can rap about it? Yeah, me and, and Jay Kramer. Hal Rammel's another instrument builder. Oh, that's uh, right. So... That's right. What man? My pop would say you'd <laughs> fuck up a two car cracker funeral. <laughs> well, I would too, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so it's sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because these men deserve. Respect, but please come back on the show and let's talk about this music coming out of India. That's a place where I still haven't been able to play. I got to play in Shanghai. Awesome. I'm also going to Brazil in, in March to do some shows. So, And I work at a science museum. We're doing like an install down there. So of like ah, new. Beautiful. Yeah, why not, right? So so some weird stuff coming out of Brazil as well that I'm going to be working yeah, on. Yeah, so. great music pad. Man, there's some, they call the bass the baixo. Yeah. Right? The X's have the SH sound. It's trippy. I love it. Um, yeah. Anyway, thanks for being on the show. Truly, keep on keeping on, Brian. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Mike. This People, was awesome. December eight, twenty twenty one edition. Why Pedro? So keep your powder dry.